Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Inspiration, a ministry of encouragement from Crestview Baptist Church in Canton, North Carolina. We want to share with you sweet songs of worship and an uplifting word from the scriptures. While you listen, may the spirit of grace flow from heaven into your heart and home, right where you are. Hello, everyone. The first song that we're going to sing today is a song that I, Mark Page, um, wrote recently called Here. Wherever you are, no matter what you're going through, you can know that your God is present with you. Sometimes all we have to do is open our eyes and ask God for an awareness of his presence. This song talks about that. Thank you so much for listening to Crestview Inspiration today. Here in this moment, we're seeking your heart. Lord, bring an awareness of who you are. Here in this moment, as we agree, heaven is coming to set the captives free.
he made a way for me And for the lost in sin he is the pathway For the anxious and depressed he's joy and peace For the dead in sin he's resurrection today. We praise you for who you are, for your great name, that you love us with a passion that's unending. I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet. My Savior on that cursed tree. His body bowed. His body bowed and drenched in tears. They laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy Messiah Oh uh -huh. 
He shall return in robes of white. The blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I the 10th chapter of the prophet Daniel today. Here in this Old Testament passage, we get a sneak peek at Jesus Christ and God's plan for the Persian Empire and the Greek Empire. And the Old Testament, we have to remember, is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. This passage occurred in the third year of King Cyrus, which is three years after King Darius, as mentioned in 9-1, and that was in 539 B.C., so here in the third year of King Cyrus, that's around 536 or 535 B.C., and Daniel is very old, perhaps 86 years old. Based on the 605 B.C. date for his capture and the likelihood he was about 15 years old when he was taken off into exile. So we see here a very aged Daniel, and we're going to pick up the text and look at the message uh, from the scriptures, and we've entitled this, A Divine Message. The Bible says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, nor meat or wine came into my mouth. Nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now on the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl, his face was like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fire his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men who were with me did not see the vision. But a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me. For my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. 
Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While I was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, Because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is any breath left in me. Then again, one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Then he said, Do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. I want to speak today on God is a revealer of divine messages. What does it mean for us today that God is a revealer of divine messages? There are four necessities for us concerning the divine message of God. And we're going to examine two of those right now. Number one, we must prepare for God's message. We begin the passage with the statement, a message was revealed to Daniel. We learn that God responded to Daniel's prayer of intercession and disclosed the future events that have accurately predicted what would happen. The necessity for us is preparation and receiving God's message. I want to elaborate a little bit on God speaking. God desires to communicate. He desires to communicate with all humanity and with you. The Bible states here that Daniel, who is the author of this marvelous book, understood the message and had understanding of the vision. The angel Gabriel had already given an initial explanation to Daniel's vision from chapter 8 and then in chapter 9, verse 21. Through humble prayer and fasting, God once again sent Gabriel to Daniel to give him additional understanding of this vision since it pertained to the time of the end and especially the seven-year tribulation. All of the scriptures, essentially from Genesis to Revelation, is a divine message from God. What is God saying to humanity? God is a God of communication. He desires to communicate with us. And here in this 10th chapter... We see a major communication by God's messenger about the near future and the far future. This prophetic message is for Daniel 
a thus says the Lord moment. It comes in response to Daniel's prayer. And it was a message revealed to Daniel by God himself. And the message was true and the appointed time was long. He wanted to know what it meant, especially at the very end. But I think about how God wants to speak to us and how God speaks. Hebrews 1 tells us God speaks uh, specifically through his son, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So God has spoken to us in these last days through his son, because he wants to communicate with us and to us. He cares about us, just like Daniel was greatly beloved. He loves you. The reality of God speaking can get best be seen in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, the eternal word given to all humanity. The Bible says in John 1, in the prologue, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word, halagos, was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him, halagos, was life. And the life was the light of men, and the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is the word, the eternal, unbegotten word of God, worded by spirit given to us to communicate. Words are used to communicate. And John writes, we, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We saw him in his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John the Baptist preached about Christ. And of his fullness, the apostle John writes, We have all received and grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. The summation of God's word to man is seen in Jesus Christ. And here in Daniel 10, God has delivered a message to His prophet Daniel about future events. And Daniel wanted to know exactly what it meant. And he, he fasted and he prayed. And the Bible says that he mourned. And he said, I did not anoint myself till three whole weeks were full, fulfilled. He wanted to understand God's communication. My question to you is, God wants to communicate to you. So why do we sometimes not receive his message? Why can we not hear God? We are the issue when it comes to divine messages. May we have hearts that are tender to the things of God and spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit is saying and spiritual eyes to see what the Spirit is doing. Just as Daniel sought the Lord, we need to seek the Lord. We need to seek spiritual discernment and spiritual understanding 
Are you open to the divine message from God? And is your spirit prepared for his message to you? The second necessity is we must recognize God's messenger. Number one, we see that we must truly prepare for God's message, but we also must recognize God's messenger. In these verses 4 to 12, we see Daniel who lifts his eyes and looks, and behold, a certain man appears, an awesome figure in the Old Testament. Who is this? It's necessary for us to identify this messenger so we can identify the message and verify that the message that is received is from the true and living God. Even Paul said, test the spirits. They're lying spirits that speak lies as if they're truth. We should be discerning. But God always speaks truth. Is this message from God? And who's this messenger? It reminds me of Ezekiel, what he saw in chapter 1. The Bible says, And above the firmament over the heads was the likeness of a throne, in appearance like a sapphire stone, on the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of a man high above it. Also, from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw it as it were the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire with brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow and a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. He saw this man that was glowing, who was bright, and he saw a glorious being. Who is this divine being? The scripture describes him here as clothed in linen, probably dazzling white apparel. His waist was covered with a gold belt like chain links or maybe hinged panels with gold thread embroidery. His body glowed with light. His face flashed like lightning. His eyes blazed like torches. His arms and legs gleamed like burnished brass or, or burnished bronze, which is like a shiny brass trumpet. And his voice sounded like a multitude of people speaking. Here is a picture of a divine being. And this picture matches the description of the Son of Man in Revelation 1, which John saw, who wrote Revelation in chapter 1, verse 12. It says, Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned... I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were like white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun, shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Some say this was an amazing angel, but clearly, just like in Revelation 1, many interpreters see this figure in Daniel as Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ. Just like Daniel fell on his face and passed out, John fell on his face and passed out in presence of Christ and his glory. We see this person can be none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity. He is the Son of Man, referred to multiple places in the Scripture as Christ. Matthew 20, 28 says, Just Jesus speaking as the Son of Man did not come to be served, 
but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Jesus repeatedly identified himself as the Son of Man, an expression designating the Messiah. This appearance of Christ in the Old Testament, chapter 10 of Daniel, is powerful. We see Christ, uh, who's concealed in the Old Testament, but who appears here to speak to Daniel. What a powerful picture of Christ reaching out to his elderly servant, Daniel, to encourage him, to touch him, to tell him how much he loved him, and to help him understand this tremendous prophetic vision. Beloved, let me tell you, we uh, want to hear what Christ says, but we need to verify the messenger to make sure what we're hearing is from the true and living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We must understand that Jesus speaks truth. In fact, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth giver. He always speaks truth. And this is truth given in Daniel 10 to Daniel and to us to to understand what is coming. And so may we have the wisdom and discernment to identify Christ and to hear his message to us. I want to share with you uh, a very moving and important illustration of what I'm saying. Someone told the story of a very wealthy man who, with his devoted son, shared a passion for art collecting. They traveled around the world together, adding only the finest paintings to their collection. Included among them were works by Picasso, Van Gogh, and Monet. The old man was a widower, but his son filled up the void in his life, and this was their common bond. But war erupted, and the young man enlisted and was sent overseas. Day after day, the old father prayed, held his breath, and waited for news. One fall day near Thanksgiving, the dreaded telegram came, bordered in black. The young man had died bravely, in combat, trying to evacuate those caught under fire. Distraught and lonely, the old man faced the upcoming holidays with anguish and sorrow. On Christmas morning, a knock sounded at the door. The father opened it to find a soldier there carrying a small package. As they talked, the soldier said, Your son and I became very close, and he told me all about your joint art collection. I myself am an artist, and I wanted to give you this. The man took this package in his feeble hands, unwrapped it, and there was a portrait of his son in striking detail. It wasn't a masterpiece, but it was the most precious work of art the man had ever seen. As he gazed at it, he wept, and as the young soldier left, the lonely father pushed aside untold thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars of worth of art and hung the portrait of his son in the prized spot over the fireplace. As the months passed, the old man received letter after letter telling him of his son's bravery and selflessness and of how many lives he had saved and how many more he had touched. With each passing day, the portrait over the fireplace became more precious, and he told his friends that it was the greatest gift he had ever received. The following spring, the old man grew ill and passed away. The art world was full of anticipation, wanting to get its hands on this man's fabulous collection. A day was set to auction it all off, and according to the old man's instruction on the first painting uh, that was not on the museum's list, the painting of the man's son, it was to go before any other works. When the auctioneer asked for an opening bid, the room was silent. 
Who will open the bidding at $100, he asked. The moment stretched on awkwardly, and finally someone in the back of the room said, Let's go on to the next piece. No, replied the auctioneer, we have to sell this one first. Finally, a neighbor of the man spoke. Will you take $50 for the painting? That's all I have, but I knew the boy, and I liked him, and I, so I'd really like to have this painting. $50, we have $50, shouted the auctioneer. Will anyone go higher? No one did. Going once, going twice, gone. And the gavel fell. Everyone breathed a deep sigh of relief, thankful that now they could proceed with the real auction and get their hands on the masterpieces. But imagine their shock when the auctioneer suddenly declared that the proceedings were over. A loud clamor arose. There was stunned disbelief. What do you mean it's over? The people shouted. What about all the masterpieces? The auctioneer replies, very simple, according to the will, whoever takes the sun gets it all. The Bible says God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. He who has the Son, has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Do you have the Son and do you know the voice of Jesus? I challenge you this week to open your ears, to hear the voice of Jesus, to seek him, to receive him and have a heart prepared to receive his message of grace and mercy and provision and forgiveness and love into your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the Son and thank you for the divine message that you gave Daniel through your divine messenger, the pre-incarnate Christ. And now, God, may we have ears to hear and a heart to receive the message of the good news of Jesus Christ and of your faithful eternal provision through his blood, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Crestview Inspiration. May this ministry touch your heart, encourage you, and strengthen you. And may the Lord bless you in your spiritual walk this week. So on behalf of the Crestview family, we invite you back next week, Friday at 10 a.m. on WPTL as we spread the good news of Jesus.